shed some light, there's a huge stigma on all lenders, aka the B lenders, mm-hmm. right? They just changed the name, A lenders versus B lenders. They didn't like the way B lenders sound, so they said alt lenders. <laughs> so many people talk about this, Steve, I don't want an alt lender, I don't want a B lender, it must be an A lender. Why? Like, what's the difference? Um, so the the alternative lenders, the B lenders, they'll have more flexibility uh, in terms of their ratios, but they will charge you a premium for that, sure. right? And so I think the stigma maybe is like, you know, I want I want this watch versus this watch because yeah. this watch I can tell everyone I have this watch <laughs> and everyone knows how much money I have and you know also this kind of stuff. But at, at the end, of, like I remember going through the process myself, yeah. right? And 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 going like, oh, this bank, I've never heard of this bank. And then you know, as as a mortgage broker, it's like, well, you know. Remember that it's them lending you their money. Money, yeah. Right? If they go under, maybe they'll sell your mortgage to some like another thing, or you're scot free. Yeah. Like, there's no issue. Yeah, there's yeah. no issue, right? Um, and and really, the thing is, like, if you're looking for that house and you can't qualify with an A lender, there's nothing wrong with going with a B lender. In fact, a lot of business is going into the B side because of the stress test. Yeah. Right. There's a huge market. If if you read any of the newspapers or or other mortgage brokers speak and whatnot, I mean, there's a huge shift from A to B and also private lending. Right. Private lending is is beyond the the alternative side. Right. Um, and that's a whole different thing, right? But there is absolutely nothing wrong with being with a B lender. Um, the thing that I think people um, got caught up on is again that all in, all important interest rate. Yeah. When they see that, hey, and especially when you see those signs on on the ground saying mortgage two point one nine percent, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, conditions apply. Well, there's a there's of course, a laundry conditions. list. Yeah. There's a laundry list of like specific conditions, meaning like you have to put you know. 35% down and get mortgage default insurance and all this kind of stuff, right? Yeah. That now nobody would ever do, right? Yeah. Um, so there's nothing wrong with it. And and sometimes, uh, you know, B lenders, they want an extra strategy as well. Like they want to know when they're going to get their money back. Sure. And so a lot of the times we might use it as, as a temporary thing. So for example, we maybe not qualify you in that A lender side, but we'll put you in a B side for a year um, so that you can build up more, a little bit more equity, you can save on the side, mm-hmm. right? And then when it comes to that renewal time with that B lender, yeah. we might be able to qualify you into the A lender side that has a better rate. Got it. Right? Okay. And maybe better conditions um, for the actual uh, terms, I should say, for the mortgage. Okay. Speak truthfully. Do you think the A side has, it's, it's better to be on the A side versus the alt side? I think it's better to be in a house. Ah, great right. answer. I think it's better to be in a house. Yeah. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of arguments about being renting and, and houses. And, you know, obviously, if you're going to be getting charged 12% on half a million dollars, that's not where you want to be, right? Rent. Yeah, <laughs> rent, rent. Um, but, you know, if, if you are looking for that house and you might have to pay a higher percentage for, for the year, I mean, this is all something that we discussed. What is, what is your, you know, what is your budget like? Uh, are you going to be house poor? Are you barely going to make it? Are the times that you might not be able to make your mortgage payments? If that's the case for the first year, then let's not even do it, right? Sure. Okay. Um, but you know, it doesn't matter B side or A side at this point. Again, B sides won't be doing uh, crazy long mortgage rates for the most part. Most most mortgage uh, agents won't won't put you into something like that. Yeah. It's more of a temporary solution uh, until we can get you uh, into that old glorious A side, if you will. Let's talk about that nasty C word, commission. Uh, I did a podcast, I think it was one of my first or second podcasts, I, I, t- I highlighted commission. And so many people don't want to talk about it, right? They, I know people who get really anxious and nervous bringing it up if they're on a listing presentation or they're meeting with a buyer. But it's something that the public has to know about. Mm-hmm. They have to know how we're getting paid. Because I think 
in that, if they don't know how we're getting paid, is when assumptions are made. And sometimes those assumptions can be negative and false. Like, I'm gonna share again. So many times I hear agents who are meeting with buyers being like, oh, sign this agreement with me, a buyer's buyer's representation agreement. As a buyer, you don't pay me. And I'm like, that's wrong advice. Sure, they don't actually pay you physically out of pocket, but they do pay you as an agent because whatever they pay for the purchase price, in the purchase price is your commission. Mm -hmm. So inherently they are paying you. So you cannot tell a buyer that you do not pay me my commission. You 100% pay my commission. You just don't pay out of pocket right then and there. My commission comes based on the purchase price of whatever you're offering, right? So tell me, how do mortgage agents get paid? Commissions. Yeah, so we get we get paid commissions um, from the lender. Sure. Right. So uh, every lender will have their own commission um, structure. Some of them will do like a lump sum commission. Okay. Uh, and some of them will have like trailers. Uh, so what that means is that you know every year that you have your mortgage, uh, you get a, 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 oh, like cool. a smaller piece yeah. of a, of a pie, right? Sure. Yeah. Um, some lenders offer you uh, commissions at renewal. So. At renewal times, uh, if you get a letter in the mail and you want to sign with that lender again, yeah. it's easy. You basically sign and, and you're and you're renewed. And so with some of those trailer models, you might get a commission from that as okay. well, right? So uh, all lenders have different ways of doing it, um, but we get paid by the lender, um, and that's true for the A side definitely. Yeah. Uh, and so you know, depending, and this is where again you kind of have to remember that that's your fiduciary duty, what's best for clients. Some like in all sales, there's always. Uh, incentives, right? Mm-hmm. And we'll offer you more commission, or we'll put your name to a draw for a trip to Cuba or something like that, right? Yeah, yeah. And so, you know, it's not about the commission, right? Yeah. It's about putting the person in the best product. But on the A side, you'll always be no nothing out of pocket. It's coming from the lenders. Okay. On some of the alternative lenders, not all of them, but some of the alternative lenders, there might be that we have to charge you a fee. Sure. Okay. Um, and so that's when, and again, this. This will, some of them get rolled into the mortgage. Some of them are out of pocket. Okay. Um, but it's only in those like really challenging situations where we haven't been able to put you into sure. like you know the top tier Bs or the A's or something like that, like um, or the alt A's that will be charging you a, a commission. Sure. Right. Okay. So, but the thing is that you know the advice is always free. Like the the education is always free. Yeah, and yeah. this is where I always tell them like you know I might turn around and say and this is this is not the best time. Right. Yeah. The hours that we spent together yeah. talking about and building a plan for the future, it's all free. Yeah. Right? And so people should Bingo. Not, yeah. It's, Bingo. You know, and the same thing with you. Like, we are very willing to give up our time in 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 the pursuit of education. We're both educators. You know, we never entered teaching for, for money, yeah. right? And, and no. I think, no, no, <laughs> no, 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 not at all, right? And, and, and I think that still holds true for both of us, yeah. where we still have that mindset where we find more value in educating our clients than, than getting that paycheck. The paycheck's always nice. Like, we have to support our families, we have to support ourselves. But at the end of the day, like, can we sleep at night? Can I walk away knowing that you have the best information? Yeah. That's what really matters. It's, it's interesting that you that we're talking about this because I know there are people who absolutely do not want to work with renters because it's it's not a lot of money. I don't look I, I never look at it that way ever. So people are like, but you'd be better off spending your time like on the buying and the selling. Yeah, no, I get it. I like I'm better off spending my time because I can make more money doing that. But I'm about the relationship. That buyer or sorry, that renter I know is not gonna rent for the rest of their lives. No. That's the beauty of it. So if I can give them the knowledge and the service and the trust, 
while they're renting, there's no question that they're going to come to me when they're ready to buy, if and when they're ready to buy, right? And that's the power of fighting for that relationship, yeah. which is crazy. And just to throw that on top yeah. of that as well, is that, you know, for, for me, and I think the same for you, is that some of those more challenging cases are the ones that are like, you know, the, the most awesome ones. Like I think I, I get so much pleasure from, yeah. from those hard ones. And sometimes it might be that renter, yeah. right? That has had a hard time and, and then you've got them into a, a house for temporary or for maybe a more permanent thing. Yeah. And I think that really like, that really shines the sun on your head. Do you ever, do you ever like talk to people about it? Be like, hey, this lender is paying me this. This lender is paying me this. This lender is paying me this. Just so that you now know. Because it's in that transparency that you're going to make, you, you, there will be no questions. Because I do that. I do that when I send listings or when I talk to people, always on the bottom. So it's interesting. In real estate, there's a client view and a broker view. Okay. Most people send a client view because it actually gets rid of the commissions. Oh. It doesn't show commission. I always send broker view. So the broker view is you know exactly what the commission is on that property because everyone's at standard rates two and a half percent to the buyer, two and a half percent to the seller. Mm -hmm. I have heard that there are some agents who don't show properties because it's not the full two point five percent; it's two point two five percent or it's two percent. Yeah. So they actually don't show it, right? I don't ever want there to be a question ever when I'm showing you a property, as if it like I, I don't want you to ever doubt that your intent or your needs are at the forefront of everything that I'm doing. Because mm. I, I put someone in a condo, it was 2%. He's like, oh, I feel bad. I know it's 2.5%. I'm like, why do you feel bad? You love the condo. I don't care. Like, I do this because it makes you happy, not about this, yeah. right? Yeah. So I'm wondering, would you ever do that? Absolutely. Okay. I, I don't think I've ever been asked by a client. Yeah. Um, I know I've always that's just... a good, but that's a good thing because they trust you wholeheartedly. And it's not like I do it because someone asked me, but I just, I don't ever want there to be Hey, I wonder if this truly was the best house or the motivation was truly pure on, on this. Yes. Yeah. And it might be something like now I'm, I'm thinking about it. Maybe it's something going going forward that I do. Yeah. Um, I have no problem. For me, I, I know that the you know from all the hours that I put into the, that application, I know this is this these are, are or the, this one is the, yeah. the best one. And, yeah. You know, sometimes uh, I'll put you in a lender that I get half the commission that I would put in another one. Right. Yeah. But I'm putting you into that because I know that's that's what's that's right crazy. for you. Right. And so, yeah. That's amazing. That's amazing. Um, I want to go back to you as a teacher. So it's always the beauty of hindsight. What's the one thing now, because you've been, in, been out of teaching for a number of years, what's the one thing you always wanted your students to walk out of class with? Whether it's you know at the end of the semester, at the end of the year, when they graduate, what's the one thing, it's a tough question, what's the one thing you truly wish you wanted your kids, your students to walk out of your class or out of school with? Like if they came back and they were like, thank you so much, like what would be the thing that you're like, you got it, like you got it. Like yeah. you heard what I was what I was saying, you were listening, like what's that thing? SN2 organic reactions. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, that's you know, crazy. Um, uh, never doubt yourself. That's yeah. that's the one thing you know. Um, I have students that always come back, and uh, you know, for I remember, oh my gosh, like in class, sometimes I would, we would just get into rants, right? Like just get into rants. My, my my and I know sometimes my students were egging me on, right? Like, sir, have you thought about this, right? And they're like, oh, here it goes, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but like, 
I've always tried to motivate these young individuals, right? Like they have so many pressures on them. I think more so than ever before. Huge, you know, Huge. social media, this, or you have to conform to this or that and that. And, 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 and some of them just get into such a low, right? Like yeah. such a low. And, and the, the biggest thing that I said is never doubt yourself. Like always believe in yourself, you know, work with integrity. If you think it's wrong, then it probably is, yeah. right? But always, always. I love that. Yeah. If you think that it's wrong, probably is. Well, and that's one thing that like kind of motivates awesome. me is like, you know, I think about, especially when my son was born, you know, I, I have a legacy to leave. I have my name, right? Am I doing my name proud? Am I doing my family proud? If not, then I don't do it, right? It's, it's, it's done, like it's done deal, I'm not doing it. And this is the thing is that I, I, I work the same way and I've always been an open book for better or for worse. Um, I've always been an open book and I've always shared my feelings and thoughts about something. I've always said it how it is. And I think one of the things that my students respect me for the most is being blatantly open with them yeah. um, and, and being honest with what the real world is, right? Because yeah. you know, school is like, it's sugarcoated as much, right? Uh, nowadays you can't fail, right? There's a lot, you yeah. can't, can't get a zero. <laughs> oh, you didn't hand it in? Hey, well, you came 15th place. Here's a participation ribbon. That's, like, that's right. What? Yeah. And so, that and, doesn't make sense. And I don't know, like, I'm not a psychologist. I don't know how that plays into the psyche of individuals. But, but you I, do, though. But you do, though. Because if you look at how, if you just look at the sheer number of issues that the younger generation is facing right now, I feel is rooted in the fact that we have paved this golden road for them so that whenever there's a bump or a hiccup in the road, they actually don't have the tools to move past that because you know what? They have been praised for becoming 15th place. They have realized that, you know what? I don't need to do tests in your class and pass all of them because I'm passing anyways. So that when, you know what? I show up for work late one day and my boss fires me, what are you talking about? It's just a small thing. Yeah. No, that's the real world, right? Like, I remember, it's fine, I'm, I'm not teaching anymore, but like, I remember kids like straight up to their face, you talked about just being real and authentic with them, being like, you're being a jerk right now, in class. You're legit being a jerk. And the kids are like, whoa, like, the teacher called me a jerk. And I'm like, yeah, jerk face, <laughs> stop being a jerk. Like, you think that behavior is going to suit you well in the real world? No. I'm sorry your parents don't give you some of that tough love. Mr. Kim's going to give you tough love. Yeah. That's what it is, right? Well, and, and you know what? It's funny you mentioned that because the way I used to start my classes, the first day, yeah. the first day I said, this is your job. Okay. This is your job. And they're like, what are you talking about? This is your job. This is all you have to do, right? Think about it as an employee. And I asked, how many people have a job? Maybe two or three people when there's like grade nine, grade 10, or whatever. Um, what, what are characteristics of your job? Uh, show up early, do your work, do this, right? I'm like, what if you don't show up early? Well, I might get a talking to. What about if you have it again? I get fired. What about if you didn't do that, right? And we, we, all, we go through that. <laughs> I said, this is your job. You are a professional student at this point. Yeah. And you have to act accordingly to do that, right? And I, I, I like for me, I held my students to a high standard, right? Yeah. It, it's funny when I look at how we interacted in class and how we interact when they come back to visit. It's nine days, oh, right? Of course. And they're like, you are not the same person, right? <laughs> um, but, you know, I think, to going back to that point that you said, is I think people are really scared of the F word, if you will. Yeah. Failure, yeah. right? And and people are like, I want to make, I want to ensure everything that my son or my daughter doesn't fail, right? And so if they come into, in like, 19th place, you haven't failed, you just haven't gotten there. Yeah, yeah I, I get it. Like, it's that growth mindset. But you also have to be able to recognize that you didn't achieve your goal. No. Right? You didn't achieve your goal. And 
And that's not a bad thing. In fact, I actually just put it on Instagram, like, you know, if you don't achieve your goal, that's fine. But always remember that that, that goal was there for a reason. Yes. You set that goal because there was a part of your life that you needed to better. And, and you can't give up on that goal because the goal is there for a reason. You set it. There was a reason for that goal, yeah. right? So you just need to come up with a new game plan to achieve it. Yeah. And I think that um, we, 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 we don't treat, like, we, you know, failure is a bad word. And we can't get around. And like you said, the students don't have the tools to deal with failure. No. And so if they fail, which is obviously going to happen, all, like, all the time. Like, I probably failed, like, ten times today turning this or whatever, like whatever, right? I, I, they just don't have the tools. And they, so they get into these super, super low saying, I'm not worthy and this and this. And I think that's a really bad, bad spot. It's it's interesting. Over this weekend, I had a student. She's now in university. She said she did a little uh, side project. It's called, um, it's called Growing Up. And she interviewed 13 of her friends who used to be at the school that I taught at. And they were just kind of highlighting what does it mean to kind of grow up. And one of the kids got on there and was like, there was a teacher who I remember still to this day who was like, you are not defined by one mark. You are not defined by a test. And I was like, I hope that's me. I hope he, <laughs> I hope he's talking to me. And he was like, you know, big shout out to Mr. Kim. That's it. it. That's the walk away. When you walk out of these doors, out of this class, you're not defined by a mark. You're not defined by a test. You're defined about your impact. That's the big thing, right? I don't know how much of an impact you're going to have with an SN2, like... <laughs> reaction like I, you do know yeah. what I mean but it's impact your yeah. impact you have a very definite like finite amount of time here in this class on this world how are you gonna best use that time to have the greatest impact you and your business your son is your legacy right my children are my legacy and I will always go to the grave with this I treat every single person like I would my family because I know when I pass away serendipitously I hope one day a client runs into one of my kids and is like hey you don't know me. I know your dad. Your dad was awesome. He didn't lie. He didn't cheat. That's what I fight for. That go end, end goal, that's what it's all about for me. That's awesome. But it ensures that we do things the right way. Absolutely. Right? So Absolutely. Um, that's amazing. So share with us, Yannick, your biggest fail. Oh, your man. biggest fail. Like it could be illegal, you throw being thrown in the back of a cruiser, <laughs> drunken really nights. <laughs> but a big, but but this is more towards. I'm gonna say geared towards your 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 students that you've taught. Something that you truly failed at, you got right back up. You didn't let it hold you down, and and you pushed through it. So a big fail. Um, We're getting deep here. I think my biggest fail with my students was in my first year as department head okay. it had to be um i would say the whole year right like and that's why i say it's a big fail not in not in terms of uh in terms of like i taught them wrong it was just uh overwhelming right okay uh so i still remember like you know like i said i, I was doing so many hours a week trying to redo these things and pr year prior when i compare the two years like year prior i was always fresh like i always had brand new lab yeah. and I, I changed this up like all the assignments and everything and like I'm not I'm that guy that never developed the lesson once and then taught it for 20 years every year I yeah. was changing I it up that. right making things more succinct or more clear or whatever like change like always it was always fresh there was always something happening and 
And the year before, I started flipping my classes, so putting all my lessons online, nice, right? I love it. It was the best because yeah. then in class, we could do labs, we could do problems, we could do all this stuff instead of you just kind of like send to reactions, right? Yeah. So it, it was it was, a, it was a great thing and I loved it. I was on such a roll and then I became a department head and all that stopped, Got right? It. All of that stopped. You know, I was still in class, I was still 100%. Uh, in terms of being there and helping, but like I wasn't, I wasn't available. My door was no longer an open door policy. Yeah. Like I just had, I was in meetings, I was here, okay. I was running to that, I was this, and and it, and it, I, like I remember sitting down at the end of semester one, and I was just like, like, like what happened? Yeah. Like I remember I was handing tests back like a month later, right? And usually it'd be like the next day. Yeah, yeah. And so for me, the, that was why I, I think it was the biggest fail because I wasn't able to give feedback on time. I wasn't, I wasn't able to. Um, you know, give them the, the freshest uh, approach to, to my lessons for yeah. that year. And, and it really drew on me. And I, I remember spending that summer just sitting down and being like, I need to spend time. I know what classes I'm teaching next yeah. year and just do the work now yeah. so that I know all this, um, you know, managerial administrative stuff is still going to be there when I come yeah. back next year. So Huge. I'm, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to do this now. And, and that's what I say, you know, we don't end, uh, we don't have summers off necessarily. I spent that whole bloody summer work on my lessons. And You're a small percentage of the population, I would say, that that, that does that. Like, you, not to speak poorly of other teachers, but there are clock watchers. Sure. There are yeah. people who punch in just... In any business, right? True, true, yeah. right? And so I find the ones that have the, that have made, that have had the greatest impact on, on students are the ones who go above and beyond. Absolutely. Right? And people are like, well, why do you do it? Why do you coach so many hours? Why do you coach so many teams? Why are you doing so much extra help? Why open door policy? Because... This is what I love to do. Yeah. This is what the students need, right? Which is why I'm sure, I, I don't know how you are as a teacher, but I'm positive that, that there are many, many, many students who are gonna be like, my favorite teacher. He was my favorite teacher. I just, I, some of my students found me on my uh, my neuro mortgage page. And, <laughs> and, and literally, I, I looked at the insights of the post and yeah. it was just shared. And I know all of those shares, they just started commenting like, oh, yeah. this would be, that was yeah. my teacher, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. And that's the kind of stuff I love is like, you know, coming back and, and they'll speak positive of you. And, yeah. and, and that's again, that, that speaks huge. that legacy kind of thing. Huge, huge. Um, okay, so uh, let's get into social media in your business. Mm -hmm. Where can we find you? Where can um, we find Yark? I am on Instagram at Neuter Mortgage. I'm on Facebook at Neuter Mortgage. And I am slowly working towards a YouTube channel. Slowly. Slowly. So when should we see that? I want to hold you accountable. Oh, Because we talked a few months ago. Yeah. When are we, we going to see that YouTube channel? Uh, it's probably not going to be until <laughs> end of August, early September, just because, you know, uh, my daughter's going to be Baby. born any day right now. And so I remember when my son was born, there was no such thing as sleep for like the first oh three gosh. months. So, uh, you know, with, with our with our boy and stuff like that, it's going to be it's going to be mayhem. So I'm still focusing on my clients, making sure that they're 100 percent. And so, you know, the, the YouTube is definitely going to be it's a side project, but it's it's not what's uh, what's at the forefront right now. OK, if. I take the mortgage agent hat off of you. What do you want everyone to know about you? That you are what? I'm easy. I'm, I, I'm easy. Like I, I, I love. I, I'm, I'm easy to talk to. Yeah, um, you I'll, are. I'll give you the straight up. Yeah. Um, you know whether you want to hear it or not. I'll, I'll, I'll make it sound nice if you sure. don't want to hear it. Um, yeah. But you know, I'll tell, I'll tell you, I'll tell you what, uh, what I suggest. And again, I'm only there to advise, yeah. so you can always make the, the final decision. Yeah. Um, but uh, I'm easy to talk to. I'll educate you as much as you want or as little as you want. Sure. And 
Yeah. That's awesome. Okay, so I always end off, end off the podcast on a little bit of a lighter note. Yeah. So two fun questions. What is your all-time favorite food dish? Your last meal on the face of this earth? Bigos. What is Bigos? It's funny. This big shout-out to Viktor Staruskovic, one of my best friends in high school. What is that? Bigos is uh, a Polish dish that looks... It's it's like literally translated into like hunter's stew. So it's like... It's like hickory smoked bacon uh, with like okay, I'm in. Yeah, <laughs> it's like cherry smoked kielbasa with like pork, and then it has like um, uh, fresh sauerkraut with like aged sauerkraut, no. uh, all in this like beautiful kind of like I don't even know, but it's delicious. Like it's it's unbelievably delicious, and uh, I'm so hungry. Oh, it's so it's so good. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, where where do I? Okay, let me ask you because I do these foodie Fridays. Yeah. What are some really good Polish restaurants in and around the GTA? Um, like so, that that I would walk into and see Polish people. Because that's how I that's that's how I measure Korean restaurants when yeah, I walk yeah, yeah. in. If there are legit way more Korean people, yeah. then that's a good restaurant. Yeah. So where like what would be some good Polish restaurants? Oh man, uh, the name escapes me right now. But there's one on Roncesville. It is uh, it's Polish name. It's a Polish name, and they have amazing amazing food there. Um, in, uh, in in Mississauga, I can I can send you the name. In Mississauga, yeah. there's there's a couple of them. There's again these names escape me, but there's I know where the, it's like. I can I can go there on autopilot if, if you will, right? I don't even know what the sign is. Just like the the, the nose kind of brings me there. Um, but uh, I can definitely send you these. There's there's one on uh, on on Dundas and Glengarry, and there's one on here Ontario and and uh, kind of like Dundas area as well. Like these places are are just rocks. Okay, so what is it? What's it called again? Bigos. B i g o s. Bigos. Yeah, Bigos. I want this. Yeah, I will make you some. I'll, yes. bring, I'll bring you some. Okay, amazing. Yeah. <laughs> okay, and last question. We're going to end up. Oh, sorry. Second last question. What's your fondest childhood memory? Uh, oh, you know what? Car rides to Florida with my grandma oh, and my mom. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was, it was the funniest times. Like, I mean, you, you'd be driving. I think of that as being torture, man. Like, <laughs> I was like 24 hours in a car. 24, yeah. Oh, man. We stopped, we stopped in the way, like midway. But like, I mean, we'd get like so stir crazy that yeah. we would just be like singing songs in like imaginary languages okay. and all this kind of stuff. And, you know, that was, it was, it was just fun. It was fun. That's amazing. Okay. We're going to end this off. Yadik, what does it mean to be great, be kind? That's the name of the podcast. That's what I say to all of my graduating classes. Be great, be kind. What does that mean to you? Um, you know, work with integrity, and um, and work with work with integrity on a smile with a smile on your face. Yeah. You know, I, I think that if you if you are, are a great, uh, it will come back to you tenfold if that's what you want. Yeah. Um, but it also allows you to feel warm and tingly inside and, and not ha- not have a heavy heart, right? Yeah. Um, at the end of the day, it's it, you know you got to also look at how you feel, and and if you're doing good things, you're gonna feel good, right? And and oh, I love that. if you if you're gonna do good things, you're gonna feel good. So yeah, I like yeah. that. I and like that. and you know, it never hurts to be be kind. You know, everyone, you never know what's going on in the background in everyone's lives. True. People could be putting a smile on their face, right? But they could be going through the worst times of their lives, yeah. right? So you never want to be that straw that breaks breaks the camel's back. You yeah. always want to be that person that lifts that lifts that that straw off, right? Yeah, yeah. And uh, I think that you know, you know, working with integrity, smile on your face, and always putting people. Um, or putting people's needs not above your own always but always putting them in high regard uh, is definitely I think how you work I love it I love it okay so Yadik again thank you so much because I know you're on baby watch to uh, 2019 right now <laughs> a huge shout out to your wife um, but thank you so much for spending the time 
if you haven't followed Yadik on all of his social media channels, we will post them in the post. Uh, please make sure that you do so. He is a phenomenally wicked, genuine, authentic, passionate guy. Thank you again, Yadik, for spending your time speaking your truth and sharing with us just so many wonderful nuggets about you. Thank you so much, Stephen. As always, you know the drill. Be great, be kind, everyone. Take care.